स्वागत है आपका इस पॉडकास्ट में जिसका नाम है मोटिवेशन बाय विशाल मोदी हेलो दोस्तों वेलकम टू माय चैनल कॉल मोटिवेशन और आज हमारे साथ हैं दो इडीआई के एंटरप्रेनर्स जिन्होंने अपनी स्टार्टअप शुरू की है एंड आई एम सो हैप्पी टू नो कि रिसेंटली दे हैव बीन फंडेड बाय द एआईसीटी एंड दे हैव अनदर एंटरप्राइज आल्सो व्हिच इज आल्सो बीन फंडेड एंड दे हैव सम इनोवेटिव आइडिया उन्होंने कुछ एग्री टेक में किया है सो लेट्स टॉक अबाउट द सेम वी हैव हवियास इन द हाउस एंड वी हैव नितिन from EDII 21st batch hi havias hi nitin hello sir hello. hi hi everyone it's a pleasure having you here so pleasure is all mine uh, havias batao mujhe ki kya hai agritech mein tum kya kar rahe ho so basically sir uh, we are working on uh, democratizing agriculture technology okay. uh, so basically you, there are so many agriculture technologies in the market uh which are we are not focusing on traditional technologies but the technology which are existing in the market which are like about to come so we are talking about drones we are talking about hydroponics we are talking about uh, artificial intelligence and robotics based agriculture machineries so mm-hmm. these are the smart farming technologies that we are working on the main objective what we are trying to do in our company is to democratize them that means to make the technology available accessible and affordable to the okay. farmers this is what where we are doing uh, working as a core uh, business uh, coming to the technologies that we are un- currently undertaking are like hydroponics we are some technology that is we are working on drones i'll just take a pause ab audience ko batayenge hydroponics kya hota hai so hydroponics <coughs> is a technology where uh, we are growing plants just by using water and not we are not using any kind of soil over there so okay. we have an advantage of growing it vertically also okay okay So yeah so one thing that you are bringing up is hydroponics what is the other innovation yeah. that you are bringing up so other one what we have is uh, drones uh, for agriculture uh, spraying services mm-hmm. uh, fertilizer mm-hmm. application and seed bombing so if you want to do uh, afforestation uh, in large scale we'll have seed balls which you can uh, do it on a large scale okay so kya ye practical feasible hai abhi uh, like you know using drones yes sir practically feasible hai aur bahut si countries mein already follow ho rahe hain उसका एक तरीका है कि आप यूजिंग ड्रोन आप सीट बॉम्बिंग करें एट पर्टिकुलर लोकेशन जाके फॉलो का एंड विद ऑलरेडी प्रेजेंट मॉइस्चर इन दैट सीट बॉल वो जर्मिनेट होता है so is it being done right now in india ah uh, there are like couple of people who are working on it and there are uh, go- M- maharashtra government which mm-hmm. has uh, given this uh, south service outsourcing to many startups who are actually doing it on large scale okay okay so uh, how did you got this idea why you selected this industry agriculture why you thought ki isko democratize karte hain farmers ke reach mein laate hain affordability pe work karte hain where did this idea come from So basically, uh, I come from uh, agriculture background. That means I had done my bachelor's in agriculture. Uh, this is a four-year professional course. So at the end of the final year, we will be placed in a village. Uh, the entire uh, students uh, we have to go there, stay with farmers. Uh, they won't give any kind of accommodation. We have to find place in any farmers' home, stay with them, and then uh, learn all the agriculture activities for three months. Okay. So this way, we were involved with farmers, and we go, we have to conduct a, a training program for them every day. so we need to teach them all the technology that we develop in the university and we have to uh, connect classes for them program we connected one class on modern agriculture technologies on one day 
So okay. initially we were thinking that farmers would ask us a lot of questions and they might reject this particular class. But interestingly, farmers started started asking us the question, telling that I want to use this technology. Where will I get and all those kind. So this right. was back in 2017, and that time drone was something that we could not uh, no imagine of getting it also in India. Yes, uh, it was totally a very new uh, segment then. Uh, then we got to know is farmers are interested, but technology is not available. Right. So this is where this particular concept triggered us. That we can't ignore farmers telling that okay new new technologies farmers will not adopt that so that's real and uh, misconception farmers are ready to adopt the technology but we need to make it available accessible and affordable so that's where our journey started. So are so, these drones cost effective and what are the rules policies right now present in India because I heard that drones are not yeah. legal you cannot fly I mean there are certain heights or there are some control measures which are being kept by the government right. so if you can clear some you know cloud near to. Yeah, Nitin can explain yeah. this so concept. So, in this, actually, the drone industry, if you go back a little back, you say eight months back, okay. there were around 126 rules which had to be followed okay. just to fly the drone. Okay. Uh, that is commercial, but still, what if you have, if you have seen in shadiyon mein to aise hi udaliya jata hai. Yes, yes. For the marriages, for the photography shoot. But if you are legally there, then there are many compliances which you have to match. ओके तो ड्रोन उड़ाने वाले को ट्रेनिंग होनी चाहिए ड्रोन ड्रोन ट्रेन होना चाहिए पायलट ट्रेन होना चाहिए ड्रोन कंप्लायंसेस मैच होने चाहिए फिर एक नो नो परमिशन नो टेक ऑफ एक पॉलिसी होता है वो हमको फॉलो करना है मतलब उससे वो टेक्नोलॉजी आपके ड्रोन में होगा तभी आपको परमिशन मिलेगी टेक ऑफ करने की ओके तो ये से ये सारे मिलाकर बहुत सारे 126 रूल्स थे अब अगर आप अगस्त की बात करें आज से 3 4 महीने पहले अगर चले जाएं 5 महीने पहले तब एक नया अमेंडमेंट आया ड्रोन्स को लेके कि अब 45 रूल्स हो गए 126 से अब 45 पे आ गए अच्छा अच्छा अब इसमें ऐसा है कि सिर्फ आपको ड्रोन के लिए ट्रेनिंग लेना है और अब जोन्स डिवाइड कर दिए ग्रीन जोन है येलो जोन है रेड जोन है रेड जोन आप कंप्लीटली उड़ा नहीं सकते ओके येलो जोन में आपको एक सर्टेन परमिशन चाहिए और ग्रीन जोन में आप फ्रीली उड़ा सकते हैं कमर्शियल पर्पस के लिए आप फ्रीली ड्रोन को उड़ा सकते हैं ये थोड़ा सा सिंपलीफिकेशन कर दिया अभी Okay, so if I want a drone, can I buy it? Is it, is it available in the market? I can go and purchase it, or I can import it. You cannot import it. Uh, as would have heard, uh, just three days back, India has banned import of drones. But you okay. can import parts and then assemble it in India. Then okay. you can fly your drone. Okay. okay. So okay. there are players in market who are assembling these drones for you. You can get that drone from. Okay. Okay. Super. And and then you are going to use these drones for the agriculture purpose. फंडिंगउ Yeah. So this particular funding we applied when we are doing our uh, post graduation in EDI Ahmedabad. So we had applied for uh, MSME support. So we had received an fifteen lakh rupees funding for the prototype development. So this okay. is not the drone which we are working on right now. Is not the normal drone which is available in the market. There are some modifications that we have made for the rental basis. So rental basis means we need some customization to do the service on a affordable okay. manner. So okay. that is that is what we had uh, asked the funding for, and we had received this particular funding. And the product is almost ready, and uh, we are planning to launch it uh, very soon. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Havias, Nitin, this question is to both of you. How EDI came into your mind? Why not any other institute for uh, entrepreneurship? And you zero down to EDI. किसने बताया कैसे पता चला डिड यू शॉर्टलिस्टेड इट एंड वाज़ द एडमिशन डिफिकल्ट 
tell me the process of getting into EDI. Coming to my story, so one of my faculty had come to EDI for faculty development program. So the moment today like, he finished his program, he came back to the university and immediately he gave me a call telling that come meet me. So when I met him, he told, showed me all the brochure and told bro like student, uh, this is a uh, institute uh, uh, entrepreneurship. They do all this this is activity and I feel this is the best fit for you because he knew that I am interested in this uh, entrepreneurship for startup for segment. Okay. Uh, then I came back and I researched. I got to know is this something that actually you know matches my ambition. Then yeah. I yeah I applied for EDI and uh, admission process. I had a good score in uh, math and the interview went well. So it was not that difficult to get in. But uh, I think it's a good decision because of that event. I am uh, we are in this position today. Superb, superb. And what about you, Nitin? So basically, I'm from a engineering background. So. majority of us have a you know vision of doing an mba after engineering so i had the same same vision but inside i somewhere i knew that 9 to 5 will not be for me i cannot survive in a corporate kind of a job you know you'll have to be hammered about small small things there less of individuality more of you no know, serving someone serving the company so that kind of greater vision was there that ultimately i have to be my own boss or something of my own has to be there so but i understood that there has to be a certain path you cannot directly jump into it so normally like other engineers also i gave cat for the first year when i gave i got somewhere uh, around 92% i as well but being an engineer we 92% in cat is uh, nothing actually so again for next year i gave my cat exam in that time actually i reduced my score then increasing so sadly <laughs> so any good colleges were not been offered to me then actually in my shortlist I always knew about EDI, what EDI was. I already knew, but somewhere I had in mind that it's only for family business guys. There okay. is only training available for people who are already there in business. Okay, okay. But after that CAT exam, all my results not started reading more about it, and and I applied for it. And going to my CAT score, actually, I got into it very easily into the in in EDI and super. And ultimately, I'll say again what Habya said that ultimately it was a better decision which I took on that day. Okay. okay. And how was the life in EDI? The two years that you spent there. There's no words actually because uh, <laughs> there's like two ways of it. One two like we enjoyed uh, uh, completely till the last two months when we were about to finish your uh, graduation, and uh, when we when it was around two months, uh, COVID came. There's lockdown. We couldn't meet our friends. We didn't have communication. So entirely we enjoyed, but we could not complete uh, no complete it uh, properly. So. That's how, like I would say, it was like really fantastic two years. Learnings, uh, it's not just uh, no academic things that we learned. There are a lot of life values that we, uh, no, actually took from EDI. Not just from academics, but from the activities that we had within uh, the college. It might be EPL, the Empresario. So these are the events that taught us more uh, than what teachers could actually teach us. And EDI did not uh, is very different compared to other MBA colleges. In other MBA college, they will teach you marketing, operations, or other uh, subjects. In right. EDI, they will teach all these all these things, but it's not a core. The core in EDI is actually mindset. They will build you the mindset of entrepreneur. Uh, how to face the uh, no the ecosystem, how to face the burdens, how to face the risks. So these are the things that actually EDI taught us and made us what we are today. Okay, okay, amazing. So, did you zero down while you were into EDI that you are going to do this, or you have to research out after coming from EDI? Ye karna hai ki ye karna hai whether you want to get into, you know, agri tech and develop this uh, hydroponics or drone that you are doing. Whether it was figured out during EDI or then you came out and you researched out and then you made up your mind. Uh, the idea before we had this idea before joining EDI, but that was okay. a vague idea. 
when we came to idea idea helped us in structuring the idea and mm-hmm. even in idea we were pitching to many events we had faced many you know, setbacks over there also there okay. were many you know evaluators who came for uh, judging our pitch that there are incident where they had told us okay these are the nightmares that can't happen in india but you can see in the last budget when nirmal sitaraman announced she herself has announced a special package for kisan drones so yes. just one and a half year back when we were pitching they told okay these are nightmares and it's not possible in in india but we were so determined that we knew what is the potential of these drones and we really wanted to do that we never gave up with that idea and today we are in a success path because we actually stayed with that idea even though it was not uh, open in the market at that point of that time okay. again to add to this actually so when initially we joined idea we didn't knew each other so i was actually on a different path i wanted to you know from my mechanical background i wanted to get into some something related to 3d printers as well as i had an idea of drones how this drone technology is going to impact in the near future So I had something to do with a combination of 3D printers and drone manufacturing and drone manufacturing. Okay. And he had an idea of you know giving these drones as a service. So that is where we come we found a common point and where we started to work on. Okay. Yeah. So you got funded, right? And uh, how difficult is it to get funding for a startup? And what what would you advise to a startup if he would likes to follow and get some funding? Uh, because there is so, so much buzz around there yeah. is so much negativity people say it's very difficult people like you know the organizations the incubation centers they claim and but then no one is being funded there is a very less percentage which are really funded so what is this i mean reality there like people would say that uh, there is partially true and partially not true reason is okay. like it's not that you don't get funding you know you get funding but you have to have patience and you should not give up in one to pitching So okay. we have got around three three funding as of now. That is the result of around one hundred and like more than hundred pitches that we have made in last year, two two and a half years. Wow, wow. Uh, what people think is like they'll go to one two three pitches, they won't get result, and they will uh, end up giving such uh, such uh, judgment. That is one part. So there is nothing that you don't get funding. Only things have to give more attempts. That is one thing. Second thing is like. Um, Uh, process is actually yeah. quite lengthy quite right lengthy. if you see the success yeah. rate 150 under one and uh, out of 150 pitches we have got three funding so yes. success rate is less but it's yes. not that you can't get the funding it is possible it depends on you how patient you are oh, okay so what are some of the platforms if you can suggest where a people can go yeah. person can go and look for the funding what are yeah. the events so, that are happening around india one major funding that is available right now is from startup india uh, startup india seed fund seed so up to 15 lakh uh, and they'll give you also equity as uh, equity in sense uh, debt seed convertible debt sir so there's one way uh, one place where you can apply there's one other program which should be keep on happening uh, called as nidhi prayas so nidhi prayas is like no, in general any kind of innovations can apply over there uh, there's also another kind of funding called as rkvi raftar so this is specific specifically for agriculture related technology innovation startups Okay. So they will be getting there are two streams over there five lakh to up to five lakh funding for idea stage startup and up to twenty five lakh funding for uh, the startup which has already been uh, executed and they want the acceleration fund. There is also another scheme which is in the market called as big grant. So by a uh, big grant is something they will give you up to fifty lakh rupees. So if you just Google big grant, you'll get all the details over there and all these events not just once it will happen. So every year. Two or three times these fundings will be opened, and by different institutions. So in Gujarat, there are a couple of institutions. In Karnataka, there are a couple of institutions. So these institutions offer this funding. So these are the, some of the major fundings centrally, which you can access. Apart from that, state also has its own uh, funding. For example, Gujarat has uh, a very good uh, startup ecosystem, among which they have 
uh, SSIP funding, Student Startup Innovation Policy funding. Okay. Uh, they are also having a nodal uh, funding, right? A yeah. nodal nodal institution funding. Yeah. So up to twenty lakh rupees they will fund you. And there are like more schemes which people which which people have announced. Sorry, which government has announced very recently. And okay. Karnataka has its own funding called Elevate Elevate Twenty. So up to twenty five lakh rupees they will be giving equity free. And majority of them them are equity free. They don't take any equity in your uh, startup. Okay. So in this majority, actually, what happens is, for uh, some major role is played by colleges as well. So if colleges are promoting more of startups, more of people, you know, getting into entrepreneurial activities, more and more opportunities are available in in country right now. What right. the scenario is currently? So you would have heard that in past one month, uh, sorry, just in January, we have added five more unicorns in the in the country. That yes. is something that you can feel that oh, okay, startup. is something which is going on currently if i have an idea i can actually attempt i can try failure success that is a different story different story but actually i can give an attempt yes yes your startup is incubated right now tell me what is incubation what do you mean by incubation what are the benefits of being incubated so incubation if you go into biology concept so incubation is where baby is kept after birth Okay. So, what happens is startup when it is born, suddenly it cannot you know survive in the market where big big players are there. So many of such so many such of confusion is there. What exactly to do? What way to do? How to get customers? How to market your product? So that is where role of incubator comes in. If you see in life that child is born, suddenly it, it cannot survive in that atmosphere. So it needs some way to be placed for another one or two days so that it right. can get accommodated. Similar yes. with startups, you need some some amount of time so to get accommodated. to the environment of startups to the okay. environment of business okay so that we can approach the market we can have a look on how to make a product more better with certain amount of support even financially as well as mentorship that is where the role of incubator is and uh, how is it easy it is to get incubated are there incubation centers how do you go ahead with that yeah there are in, uh, getting incubation is like quite easy uh, so there are incubation in majority of the uh, universities right now Okay. Uh, if you go to EDI Ahmedabad, they have one. If you go to PDPO, they have one. If you go to IIM Ahmedabad, they have one. So these I'm talking about, uh, in Gujarat alone. Are these incubation centers only for the institute? I mean, the students, the alumni, or then anyone can go and apply there? No, it's it's open everywhere. Majority of the places it's open. Uh, if okay. If college has any certain conditions, only then they will have such conditions. Obviously, if an incubation center is located inside college, there'll be a easier access to students. Students, yeah. Yes, but. In- Apart from that, it's open for open anyone, for everyone, every day. Oh, okay, okay. Your startup has it launched into market? Your product right now is what? I mean, are you making any revenue, or you are about to launch? Yeah. No, like uh, as I told you earlier, so we have a couple of segments. Hydroponics is one segment in which we are making money right now. Okay. So all our revenue are from that. Uh, the drone uh, is in the R&D stage, and we are almost ready to launch it in the market. And coffee harvester is in the R&D stage. Okay, okay, and that is another different entity. So, so tell me about the coffee harvesting thing. What you are doing there? So, coffee harvester uh, is one of the technology that we are working on uh, from last two years. Especially, this happened during the lockdown. So, we came back to hometown, and I got an opportunity just to go back to farms and work with my family members. While doing so, they started telling. Uh, they told me that you are agriculture graduate. Find us some solution for this coffee harvesting. We don't have any problem. So, this triggered us. That also gave me a business opportunity. The sense of business opportunity was there. So what is the problem there, Javier? Exactly, what is the problem that the uh, coffee uh, coffee harvesters are facing? And I'll come to that. So coffee in India is grown in hilly and slopey uh, slopey areas in in okay. hilly terrains. 
so and along with the uh, forestry so in between that we'll be planting the coffee uh, plants and it will be randomly planted not in any kind of symmetry if you right. go for abroad uh, coffee is planted in a flat area in a uh, structure actually to be either in lines okay. so what okay. happens we can take the huge tractors or machinery uh, along the plants to harvest the berries and then uh, take it for drying what happens with uh, coffee in india it might be the major major part of uh, coffee comes from karnataka there is kurg and chikmagalur and there are other non traditional areas like assam and uh, orissa as well so they even in all these places the coffee is grown in hilly terrains not in slopey areas okay, okay. Uh, and along with the uh, forestry so we need shade for the plants uh, and for that they use forestry that means okay. we can't take any kind of tractors in between because okay. of which right now coffee is harvested 100% manually that is using wrist hand and wrist Owners are facing that wrist pain actually. While harvesting coffee, they used to uh, turn their hand regularly because of which they used to get the wrist pain. And uh, this then coffee has to be harvested in certain time. If you don't harvest it on time, then uh, the coffee will lose it, its value and it will drop down. So okay. because of which they were looking for some kind of solution. And we started working on we what we did is very simple. Uh, we just identified which are the technology in the market and what are the draw limitations which is uh, not allowing that uh, technology to come to India. and okay. we identified the bulkiness and all these factors and we started working on our own r&d how to make it suitable for indian condition okay. and that's where we designed this particular hand operated tool which works on a vibratory principle so you just need to switch on the device and keep it near the stem of that particular coffee plant to certain frequency if you just want to harvest a ripe fruit it will all the ripe fruits will fall on a certain frequency some farmers have uh, they have a practice of harvesting completely both ripe and unripe and then dry so if you increase the frequency all the ripe and that fruits will fall down so this is the technology that we have developed for coffee harvest okay and the product is completely tested and well usable the prototype has been tested uh, it's not in the market yet uh, we'll have to go for the two or three stages and one after that we'll be launched within the market and, and what would be the cost of this device the device will come around uh, 12 to 16k uh, is an estimated price what you are planning yeah ultimately this also will be launching on a rental basis only oh as well not only So okay. our entire area aim is to like uh, how to make the technology available, accessible, and affordable. So if some power feels that okay, you no, know, 12k and 16k is also very expensive for us, we can give that service as a rental basis. Problem is not with one device. So uh, farmers, coffee farmers will always be like richer compared to any other farmers because then uh, commercial crop. Problem yes. is not with one fa- affording and one coffee harvester. Uh, what happens if while harvesting coffee, there will be 20 to 30 laborers who will be working in the field. That means okay. each labor need to have one device. So if right. they want to spend uh, on twenty thirty coffee harvester for one farm or one uh, farmer, then it will be a difficult. Four lakh, five lakh, four lakh, five lakh rupees. So that is not affordable for farmers. That's right. where we come in. We give it on a rental basis. How it works out for us is that same principle can be applied for different crops, not just coffee. Okay. Wow. So our idea is to like during coffee season we'll be giving it to coffee farmers and we'll be imposing it so that during non coffee season we'll be taking to other crops and we'll be using it for. Superb, superb, excellent. Okay, Javier, uh, you talk about hydroponics. Now, tell yeah. me how. I mean, if we make comparisons, how it is? What advantages are there? What are the pros of hydroponics vis-a-vis you know conventional form of farming that we do right now right. in India? So, when you're talking about conventional farming, it is soil. We do farming in soil. When you're doing in open condition, uh, uh, the problem is like you have to do tilling. The tilling activities. to plow the land okay. then you have to do the sowing activity and once you do the sowing activity from the sowing till the harvest date the plant has to be there only right. and you will be having the problem of weeds and there will okay. be problem of lot of soil borne diseases major of the diseases are soil borne okay okay all the eggs will be in the soil so because of the and there will be some nematodes 
So these are some soil-borne diseases pests which will attack the plants. Okay. And is done in open condition. That is no protection for the pest and uh, uh, pests actually. Mm-hmm. What when you are doing in hydroponics, there is completely absence of soil. That means there is no presence of any kind of soil-borne diseases. So majority of diseases are uh, uh, protected over there. Okay. It will be done inside the greenhouse. So all the pest and pest entity will be blocked. So there will be no attack of pests. So all your application of pesticide will be removed. Third, okay. uh, since we're doing it in water without any soil, we can take it vertically. That means with very less land, you can grow more crops. Okay. So, okay. so because of this is one of the advantages where you can do a high uh, density farming in very small space. And coming to nutrients again in open ground, open ground when you put nutrients, imagine hypothetically if you were to put 100 kg of fertilizers over there, in hydroponics you'll be using just around uh, 40 to 50 grams of nutrients. Reason is in uh, open ground there'll be leaching down of the nutrients which will go down in the soil and plants won't be able to absorb the 100% nutrients. Okay. In hydroponics, same water is circulated again and again until plants absorb the nutrients whatever it needs. Okay. okay. So it also reduces the wastage of uh, uh, nutrients. How is it profitable? Uh, so in open ground, if you are doing all these operations, tilling, weeding, uh, application of the weed side and all these things, these are the operational cost which is completely zero in uh, hydroponics crops. Okay. So when you're going in hydroponics, all your operation cost is eliminated. And second advantage is uh, in open ground, if you're putting a plant in ground, you'll have to wait for 60, 65 days until it is from the sowing date to complete harvest. In okay. hydroponics, we'll be having three stages. The first stage will be consuming very small space that is called a nursery stage. Then we'll take it in second stage two, where we'll be having a little more space. And third space, which will stage which has a 75 space, which would uh, 75% of the space where it will take, uh, uh, the spacing will be a little uh, larger compared to the stage two. What we do here in advantages, we can move the plant from one place to another place, which is not possible in the conventional method. Okay. So because of which, when we will be moving the plants from stage to stage, so in a year, in, a, in 30 days, we'll be getting one harvest. So okay. initial 25 days in nursery, next 25 days in stage two, and last 30 days in uh, stage three. So that stage three will be harvested, the stage two crop will shift from stage two to stage three. And nursery will come from nursery to stage two. And okay. we will have a okay. new nursery. Okay. Okay. This cycle will continue. In a year, we'll be able to do around 10 cycles. Imagine saving the operational cost for one cycle, you'll be saving the operational cost for 10 cycles in a year. So all this operational cost is reduced. And but but, but then you train to the farmers or I mean you need an expert to do all this thing. There would be someone who yeah. need a consultant to do that or then farmers would be able to do all this there. Initially what happens is uh, the technology is new for farmers. So we'll be supporting him for initially say for three or four cycles. So within that time, whoever is managing the farm, he'll be able to get the idea about how to go about it, at what time to give nutrient, how much water should be supplied, at what time to know, change the plant from seedling to the stage one and then from stage one to stage two. Within three, four cycles, the farmer will be well versed with it and we can you know hand over the farm, farm to him. Okay, okay. So let's say if it is a rural place, let's say if I want to do at my village or my native town, okay. then is it feasible? Uh, right now, well, we would say that uh, if it is uh, rural, it is fine, but we need to have an access for the market. So okay. if you have an access for the market, uh, it's possible to do even in the rural areas. The okay. problem is that you can't grow indigenous crop at this point of time. When I'm talking about indigenous crop like our uh, uh, Korean, coriander and all these in local uh, Indian crops, uh, right. we recommend you to grow exotic crops for time being uh, because it will fetch you more money uh, okay. and its market is stable. Uh, it's not too much fluctuating. So okay. just grow exotics, get your investment back. Then okay. you can grow any Indian crops just to okay. make farmers safer. 
Okay, so okay. to sell the exotics, you need to have a, a urban metro city or urban market. Right. So right. if you need, like, if you have an access road access where you can transport your crop to the metro cities or any urban city, it's fine. You can now uh, it's profitable to do. Okay. And what is, is the not, R- then what is the ROI, which is there in hydroponics? So ROI comes like the payback period is somewhere around uh, two what two point two to two point five years, two months to two point two years, five months, and uh, you'll be getting. Uh, if you go about 560 square meters of a plant let's have one model let's have one model one standard model what would be the size of the land so, one, so the standard model of this is uh, 560 square meters the minimum standard model of, of doing in hydroponics so this is around one eighth of an acre one acre okay. is 4000 square meters okay divided into eight parts you'll be getting 560 square meters okay that within this if you'll do you can grow up to about 9000 to 12000 plants Depending, okay. depending upon what kind of crop you are growing. Okay. If it takes too much of space, you can grow less amount of crops. If the crop is somewhere like, you no, know, it takes less space, you can grow up to 12,000 crops. Okay. So within this, you can have an, so if you invest 30 lakh rupees, so this ROI can be returned within next two years or next two and a half years. So we are okay. looking at around one year, we'll be having 12 lakh to 13 lakh rupees as a net profit. Net profit. Okay. okay. Yeah. So within two, two and a half years, you can get your investment back. Right, right. Super, super. Fine. So, tell me, like, what are the qualities that you feel an entrepreneur requires? Maybe, you know, to keep his organization running or to be enterprising. What are the three qualities that you you both feel? Okay. So, what I feel is, you know, uh, you have to be somewhat like water. You have to know whatever kind of vessel you are put into, you have to manage into that. So okay. if some work comes in, if you tell, okay, this is not my expertise, I cannot do that. So that is not what will work if you're running an enterprise. You have to do, start from very basic jobs, say cleaning also. And you okay. have to go up to where you have to do designing, making a product, getting things ready. That also, that to that level also. So you have to manage all the things at various different, different stages. Okay. Second okay. is, you have to be eager to learn again and again, same thing. Mm-hmm. So if we are you no know, into say the hydroponic segment, we cannot be okay. I have learned this hydroponics. I have three months of experience in this. I know everything in that. Okay. It cannot be like that. You have to be okay. open to more ideas. I have to be open to more and more things which can enter into your business and can disrupt it as well as can add value to it. Okay. And third, I will say is having patience with everyone, mm-hmm. even yourself as well as your customers, your partners, everyone. So if you don't have that level of patience, again, you'll have no start feeling agitated or things are not working out. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe the market is not ready for the product. You need to have some kind of patience to know, run your enterprise at various levels. Okay. At the initial level as well, when you're starting out and at the stage where your market is ready, your product is in the market. Okay. I almost agree with what Nitin has told. Uh, so basically, I'll just continue from where he has stopped. So yeah, stop with the patients and we, uh, when you're talking about entrepreneurship, they're like common four piece of markets, you know, like what we also do in three piece. So one piece, the audience story is patient. The other two piece, what we actually believe in is one is uh, persistent. Okay. If you're really not persistent, that time can make you fall anytime. So you, okay. you can't uh, give up your idea at any point of time. So that is what helped us as a beagle. So if we are not persistent, persistent on drone, we, we would have dropped this idea long back when people had criticized us. So we okay. really wanted to get it done and so we never gave up and that's how we continue doing it. Today we are facing some kind of, getting some kind of support and success uh, after working for the last two years. And third, last P that I could say is passion. We both are really passionate to work on uh, agriculture seg- segment. 
and we are uh, both like we are ready to spend our time effort and all our dreams and go working on it we were working for last two two and a half years without taking any kind of salary uh, and uh, no balancing all our income and like all our expenditures uh, we have never spent anything on our clothes we haven't spent spent anything on luxury we are doing all these things because we are really passionate we need to do something in this uh, particular segment if you are not having this passion then it will not give you the drive to work on a day to day basis so these are the three pieces that are connect to nitin's uh, what to say points amazing amazing okay what is the one common myth about your field the industry that you are working into that you would like to debunk uh one common myth is like people think that okay getting uh, high so getting into farming is not a uh, no uh, great job so the moment you just go to google and type indian farmers what google itself shows is the like indian farmers uh, guy uh, looking at sky uh, for dry rain or guy with the torn cloth the muddy cloth with towel on his shoulder this is what they will show okay and automatically see right now the market is like in a lifestyle market uh, yes. if you just imagine before 10 years back no one were doing this gym and all this you no know, fitness wellness no people were not much into that when did people actually come into this all this fitness wellness and fit, uh, you know all this uh, wellness activities after instagram where where people started getting that lifestyle marketing they model system from they used to start showing their you know fitness they started promoting meditation yoga and all this stuff uh, similar is a case where i will tell you now you go and search in google tell it uh, american farmer uk farmers they show farms in such a way where they are wearing jeans pant with a nice hat when the moment you see those images you will automatically feel that yeah i also want to be like that problem with india is like people are promoting in such a way that okay no one is getting actually at, uh, attracted towards farming but if you come to reality farming is very beautiful mm-hmm. uh, it has all the uh, if you are looking for uh, wealth uh, income it has a very good source of income and uh, uh, wealth generating activities if you do it right second if coming to lifestyle if you compare to any city the lifestyle is much 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 better in rural areas in farms compared to any uh, lifestyle in the metro cities and coming to health again so staying in village area where there is no pollution either sound air so you'll be having good health also compared to the city lifestyle and the more youths also need to come in in youth, uh, farming people uh, right now if you have 10000 job in metro cities they are ready to give you girl and get married but if you tell that i am a farmer but have a 100 acres of land they won't give you because they think that okay farming is not stable yes. there is some uh, actual uh, thoughts in people's mind which is going on uh, in rural areas uh, they never give girl for a farmer who is having 100 acres of land but if you are uh, uh, employed in uh, bangalore for uh, 10000 salary they are ready to give you uh, so because it's assured every month you get 10000 ंग from now because technology is there to back you up it's not like we are not depending on bullock carts to plow the land we are not depending on rain to come so we have all the technology to have an artificial irrigation we do we not we are not more depending on rain for water we are not depending on bullock cart for doing plowing activity there are technologies machineries are, uh, which will do the job to you so things have changed so start weaving uh, agriculture in a positive manner from और एक और मिसकनसेप्शन जैसे हमने पहले भी डिस्कस किया कि 
लोग को ऐसा मतलब फार्मर्स ऐसा मतलब हमको दिखाया जाता है कि फार्मर्स को टेक्नोलॉजी नहीं चाहिए वो खुश है ना वो हल जोतने में बैल को यूज करके हल जोतने में खुश है ट्रैक्टर चला के खुश है पर ऐसा नहीं है एक्चुअली अगर हम फार्मर को हम दिखा पाए असली में कि टेक्नोलॉजी इसकी कैसी मदद कर सकती है किस तरह से उसका काम आसान कर सकते तो क्यों नहीं फार्मर वो टेक्नोलॉजी लेगा क्यों उसको थोड़ी पसंद है कि मैं धूप में खड़ा रहूं दस बारह घंटे और काम करता रहूं अगर उसके लिए कुछ ऐसे टेक्नोलॉजी अवेलेबल है जो उसके बजट में उसका सारा काम आसान कर सके तो क्यों नहीं फार्मर टेक्नोलॉजी लेते तो ये एक बहुत बड़ा मिसकनसेप्शन है और दूसरा ये कि हम गवर्नमेंट को ब्लेम करते रहते कि गवर्नमेंट ने किसान का लोन नहीं माफ किया किसान के लिए कोई मदद नहीं की हमको किसान का लोन माफ नहीं करना है किसान को पैसे नहीं देने हमको किसान को तरीके दिखाने की वो खुद के लिए कैसे पैसे कैसे कर सकते वो एक बहुत बड़ा मिसकनसेप्शन है जो हमको कंट्री में अब सॉल्व करना चाहिए बहुत हाई टाइम है जो उसकी नीड है हमारी यस ओके वेयर डू यू सी योरसेल्फ आफ्टर 5 इयर्स डाउन द लाइन सो वी हैव अ वेरी बिग विजन वेयर वी वांट टू बी अ बिग प्लेयर uh in terms of agriculture missionary rentals so as i told you we have a uh, plan where we want to pay some franchises with our own technologies uh which will be developing along with some uh, collaboration with other technologies as well so our aim is to have our franchise across india in next 5 years uh where we will be having access to all the rural areas and we will be able to supply all the agriculture missionaries for farmers on affordable available and accessible manner are you people looking for funding right now uh right now we are not looking for any more funding uh because so, uh, we are we are bootstrapped and we have certain fund uh, which are lined up uh and we are we are having plans to go for investment uh in next 12 months uh, probably after one year okay 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 fine so we want to have no certain stage achieve certain market place have built for us then only we will be going for no major part yes, of funding yes, because yes. if we don't prove this people will bargain for more equity we know how to make it more uh, how to really execute in the villages so once we do that we want to show that executed part and then uh, get funding for us yes yes so once you put the product in the market once the product is market fit tested tried and then yeah, yeah you can negotiate yeah, ultimately automatically it will generate traction no yes yes okay so do you have mission in life yeah <laughs> so what is it a difficult question question is actually <laughs> so, like short but yeah so my mission in life actually it's uh, not very broad a very certain limited kind of vision and a mission kind of so one straight mission i have so whatever i have decided to do as of now so somewhere down the line maybe say 5 or 6 years down the line i can be able to stay, say myself that okay i have achieved this okay but again this is not the ending point there are always steps which you have to go on and go on and go about it but this should always be a growth stage you should not know you should not move on a straight path it should always be inclined always okay. be exponential okay. so that is what kind of a mission i have always be growing that's it okay. okay so coming to me like what i actually think is like uh, whoever i am working with like for example like either it might be customer it might be investor or my partner whoever it is i need to delight them so there is a difference between satisfaction and delighting and that's the core principle that i actually bring in within the company as well i actually keep telling my employees and uh, my partner even what is that for nitin has joined me living his entire family entire dreams and he joined me in this particular startup that means he has come with some kind of expectation if that expectation meets then it's satisfaction but i want to delight him so he's one of my stakeholders so i want to delight him that means i need to give him something more than what he would have expected and joined same is the case with customer if customer comes expecting something uh, from us we want to deliver that expectation and we want to deliver something more that he would not have expected from us so that he is really delighted 
so when people are delighted no they really come back to us they will have we can grow uh, much faster and much bigger uh, when there are like delighted customers because they don't leave us that that early so right. this one mission that i always keep wherever i work it, it might be business or it might be family it might be any kind of activities whatever i am doing uh, so this is what i actually keep in mind and okay so this was your personal i try to deliver more than what people would okay. actually expect okay. from me superb superb so uh havias nitin this was your personal missions now the way i see your business idea is it is going to create impact in the market okay you are going to uplift the farmers you are you are indirectly you are affecting the society uplifting them maybe increasing their revenue and everything so what would be the mission of your business then yeah coming to the mission of the business people would be thinking like i want to bring this product and do something in the product the main vision than mission i would like to say this is our vision we actually want to change the agriculture industry itself okay. it's not that we just don't want to give some product and do some work on rental basis we really want to revolutionize the agriculture industry that's where we actually working on the complete dreams and uh, uh, our activities are based on that and we are aligning all our activities as such so where we actually not just we will be going there will be more businesses who will be depending on us on us for their growth as well if you see amazon now tomorrow if amazon is not there it's not amazon which will fail there are so many businesses which are actually depending on amazon which will actually fail yes. imagine uh, for example uh, right now this podcast should be in uh, pushing uh, spotify if spotify is fail it's not it's not that it's not that spotify fails is all the people who are actually depending on spotify will be failing So yes. similar to that, we want to build a startup where uh, we don't want to be a startup where if I fail, that no one cares for us. We okay. want to be a startup where actually we will be giving shelter, we will be giving life for more companies or more people who will be depending on us. So we want to change the entire industry as we grow. This is what the bigger vision that we are having uh, as we. Superb. Okay, the last question of the podcast coming to the ending of the podcast. One life lesson that you would like to share with the audience. I'll, I'll share actually. So one life lesson I want to share is so uh, have good friends. That is very important because what happens is people don't understand is family is what you will already given. You cannot change it. Right. Friends are someone you you can have a choice on. You can right. you no know, decide. Okay, these are the people who I want to stay with. These are the people who I want to stay away from. This is where I want to say is choose your friends wisely. If your friends are somewhat you no know, who always want to know. be in a growth stage want to promote other people as well friends as well and not pull them down don't have a crab mentality that's what i call it have those kind of friends which is very important second is whatever you want to do in life you no know, just we should not know sit back and relax and you know dream of a perfect opportunity of a perfect time that it will fall into our place and then we'll start working on it okay. we'll have to start working on it and then try to manage things as and when the situation changes or as and when the situation is in your favor or in the other's favor that is what one life lesson which i have i have learned and which i like i like to promote here as well amazing coming to me i would like to tell you like one way how we actually like need to work so don't work uh, expecting results in the activities that we are doing don't focus on the end result okay just enjoy the process so whatever you are doing today just enjoy the things that you are doing today tomorrow you are new challenges face it but enjoy it and do that If you're just doing some of the work things, that tomorrow I want to be a startup with this much income. Your your aim is only for the end result, and if you don't achieve that end result, you will definitely be disappointed. And but if you do the pro, all the activities in the process right now, automatically your end result is going to will, will definitely be a hundred percent right, or it will be more than what you would have expected. 
So don't uh, think of your end result. Uh, don't focus on end result. Rather, focus on your uh, all the process, all the, all the activity that you do on day to day basis. So your end result will definitely be uh, more than what you expect. Amazing, Havias. Amazing, Nitin. Thank you yes, for such Thank a you. wonderful Thank conversation. You. Taking your time out, I wish you a very good luck for all your future endeavors. And you, uh, you, I'm sure there would be a lot of takeaways in this talk that people are going to, you know, get from uh, the agri tech that you have started, the drone idea that you have shared, the product for the coffee harvesting that you talked about. and this is going to give lot of motivation and inspiration to the upcoming founders and startups thank you very much sir thank i hope so whatever much, we shared will help others as well yeah yeah for sure and uh, you can just share your maybe instagram handle or you know your yeah. uh, website if you have where people are listeners if they want some information yeah. about the business that you are doing the product that yeah. they are interested into then they may connect sure, to sure. you so if you can speak yeah. out your website or something Yeah, so our website uh, is www.beagle.beagle-agritech.com. Uh, so this is our website. Uh, if you want to come to our Instagram uh, profile, you can just uh, put Beagle Farms, B W E G L E F A R M S. So if you just put Beagle Farms, you'll be getting access to our uh, Instagram, and you can try to connect us either to Instagram or to our website. Okay, दोस्तों, तो बस ये कन्वर्सेशन यहीं पे पूरा करते हैं. And uh, if you need anything. else any information about beagle agritech or the products that they are working into the ecosystem uh, they are into then you can just check out the description and we will just link all the handles their linkedin ids and the email id as well thank you for listening to us thank you very much sir thank you